it's almost like we're landing in a foreign planet when we end up in a relationship. And, and then one of us has to open our mask first and kind of be vulnerable and let the other yeah. end say, hey, look, we're, we're okay. You can breathe the air. This is safe here. So whoever can make that first vulnerable move yeah. to say, oh, I see you're hurt. I mean, either whoever can make that move is the, is the one who needs to make that move. Connecting Couples with the Real Emhoffs. Hi, I'm Chad Emhoff. And I'm Angela Emhoff, and we're the Real Emhoffs. We're excited to be here with you. You know, uh, we're on our fourth episode in this series of the anatomy of a repair. And we started kind of talking about like, what is an injury? What is that? What are we even talking about? And so injuries are things that have hurt us that kind of damage our relationship yeah. or make us believe bad things about each other. Our last episode was why I'm sorry isn't good enough. So many times when a couple gets in a fight, one person says, I'm sorry, and just kind of leaves it at yeah. that. And it doesn't really speak to the pain that's there or kind of clean up the residue that might still be there around the meaning that that, that fight caused. Yeah. And the one in the middle of those two, uh, number two was the, the what is it? good repair. Yeah. What is the, what is the repair that we're, we're, how does this look if we get it right? Um, and we talked through that just a little bit and kind of showed some differences between major and minor and that sort of stuff. But this time, um, we're going to talk a little bit about whose job is it to fix this thing? Like whose responsibility is it anyway? We asked this um, question, I think in all of our series yeah. in the basics we did and the staying tuned in whose responsibility is it to fix the fight or to, to do the repair. And our answer is always the same and it's going to remain Yours. the same. Whoever can, <laughs> yeah. right? If you, Mine. If yeah, you are the yeah. one who can see what's going wrong, then you're the one who has the opportunity to make what's going wrong right again. And that's really what we want to kind of help you do. As we get into relationship, man, it's so important that, that we don't just see this relationship as a place where we find comfort, right? We don't yeah. want to just, it is a comforting place. But, but it's also a place where we grow and we get stronger and we, we challenge each other. Um, and, and to do that, we have to be available for each other. We have to be able to kind of like come to the table and, and show up in, in loving and kind ways. Even so, two people who love each other, are really healthy, are, are, have started the relationship, it's going really, really well. Even those two people are at some, at some point going to have different ideas, different agendas, different feelings, different you know triggers, different trauma, history, past experiences. And when those differences rub up against each other, we're going to have conflict. Yeah. And so everybody brings something to the table that's a little bit deeper than just yeah, We all have great. wounds. We all have wounds. And, and we come to this relationship with wounds quite often, um, whether it's from childhood or whether it's from other relationships or whether you've been married before, all kinds of things yeah. can factor into this. But we come to this relationship with wounds. And, and in fact, relationships sometimes cause wounds that we've, we've – got to deal with internally. But what I would, I would suggest is that it's actually our, our gift that we can give each other, right? We can have this opportunity to show up for each other around this woundedness and care for each other. I don't, I get the opportunity. I get the, I get the chance to engage with Angela's wounds in a way that maybe nobody ever has. Yeah. She has these tendencies as a pursuer for good reasons. She, in her life, she has been taught some things about her. Yeah. The world has taught her that. Her family has taught her that. Experience has taught her that. And, and for good reasons. Again, I'm not trying to knock her family or the, the people she's yeah, been around. Sure. I'm saying she found ways to adapt, to survive. And I get to speak into these lies or these messages that, that she's held on to for a long time. And so I get to show up with grace and with love and, and to nurture her in places where she's never been nurtured. 
I get to give her the grace and love that's been given to me um, and get to help her kind of grow into a new thing, a new being. The same on the flip side of that. Chad has come to the table or come to this relationship with the strategy that if he just puts his head down, does the work, doesn't bring his pain forward and just gets and and pushes on through it, that that's what's best for him. That's what's the most beneficial for him. But but then in that space, he never gets his pain responded to. He never uh, has somebody who says, hey, you're worth it for me as a pursuer to try to make myself an emotionally safe enough person to not criticize, to not attack, not, not control, but to just slow down, to hear his pain and then respond to it. That's an opportunity that I have to let him know that he's worth it too, that he can bring this pain forward. And so we have this great opportunity in our relationship to say, Hey, your woundedness that you come to the table with, or my woundedness that I come to the table with, when we get in close space with each other, we're going to trigger some pain, some some stuff maybe we thought we had resolved, stuff that we didn't even know was still there. We get together and some stuff is going to come up for our partner. And in that moment, it's like we, it's like a, a Y in the road. You know, you could either go, yeah. well, that's your stuff, deal with it. Or, well, I'm here. I care about you. How can I help you? Right. And I think that's the direction we want to go. These, these injuries, and, and again, these, these kind of places where we've been hurt, um, they are the place that, that kind of defines a relationship. Yeah. If we can repair, if we can, if we can nurture our bond in moments of distress, man, you're bulletproof. Yeah. Like you can really get through the toughest of times. And, and so that, that, that ability to show up for each other, that ability to, to love each other in moments when we hurt is the thing that we're, we're trying to talk about. Yeah. This, that's what this series is about. We're going to rub and it's going to hurt and it's going to cause us to maybe go back and, and believe bad things about ourselves, uh, about each other. And, and we will get defensive around these things. But in that moment, whoever can recognize that it's happening, whoever can kind of say, yeah. I see that this is more than, than just a the content. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's not about the, the dish, the plate, the, the, the sock on the couch, whatever the thing, the it's sex, not about the money, this thing. the in-laws, there's a deeper, if feeling. I can see, Oh, Whoa, something really bad is happening for my wife. If I can notice that and I can stay tuned in and really go, hey, I want to show up for her, yeah. I get an opportunity to speak into identity that is, I think, in our soul. It's a deep place that that's hurt. And so if we can stay present with that, if we can slow down and we can kind of say, hey, I know that you're hurt and I know that you're angry. I know that you're, you're, you're a lot's going on for you right now, but I want to know you. I want to see you. I value that piece of you that's hurt and, and stay with it. Um, that changes what it, what they believe about them themselves. It, we get to speak into identity, which then solidifies and secures our bond. It makes us different people in relationship. I want to speak to why these repairs, apologies, sorries are so hard is because there is an um, an implication behind that there's blame that somebody did something hurtful. Yeah. And so many times in relationship, we don't maliciously set out to hurt our partner, but we still do hurt our partner. And so that's where it can kind of get messy is to say, it's not my fault. You got hurt. Your wounds or character flaws or insecurities that you brought into the relationship caused you to get hurt. Not me. I'm a good person and I didn't mean to hurt you. And that's what Chad is really saying here is that it's both and 
It's that my insecurities rubbed up against a move that you do that you might not even know that you do is what brings to the surface pain, deep-seated pain in my heart, deep-seated pain in my identity, my character. And now because the closer we get, the more these things start surfacing, the more we have an opportunity as that partner to say, wait a minute, I see that. I'm close yeah. enough to you. I mean, this is why we do these protective moves in bigger circles, in at work, in our friend circles, in our community, and why your partner knows you more than anybody else knows you, because they see you in these more intimate spaces. And the closer you get, the more they see, and the more they see, the closer you get. And so to say, hey, here we are just doing a thing. And all of a sudden that dish that you left on the counter when I've cleaned the whole kitchen speaks something to my meaning. Chad could go golly, it's just a dish. I mean, get over, get over it or have a little bit more confidence or what you know that I I appreciate you or it could get defensive is what he's saying there, that defensiveness that comes up. Or he could go, man, something's going on for my wife here because it's just a dish, but it's clearly hurting her. And now I have an opportunity to really respond to her heart in a way that helps us have a bond. It is tough, Angela, not to get defensive. Yeah. Because it feels like an attack. Well, and, 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 and truthfully, I mean, the attack is, is defensive. Yeah. Like even that, even that initial, oh, you left the dish is really you protecting this part of you. You that just hurts. got it wrong. It's yeah. yeah well, it, and that's what, that's what yeah. pursuers do. And yeah. that's, and it's not, not a problem, but that, that, it's you basically saying, I'm not going to talk about, oh, I don't feel valued or important yeah. right now. And you leave it. You're going to talk about, oh, you left the dish and that's bad. It's like, no, that's just your defensive move yeah. well, or your, and your defensive move is critical, yeah. which looks like an attack, yeah. right? Which then what do, what do I do if I'm not really kind of tuned in? I'll get defensive and be like, oh my gosh. Like I could think of 10 reasons or bad things I could say right now. I don't yeah. like to say those things. So I'm like, I'm like, what is wrong with her in some way, right? Like I have to do something with it. And so then I'm like, well, maybe it's me. Maybe I should be better at that. Well, yeah. then I start to defend myself in my head and then I can't help but believe bad things about you, which that runs us down a road. So it's, it makes sense that we're defensive. And, and this is why I got to that thought. In bigger circles at work, right? Or, or at some works anyway, I feel pretty safe at my work, but it, but at some workplaces, it feels like, man, I've got to look away. I've got to be away. I've got to act away. I've got to have it together. And maybe that's true for you. That's okay too. Like yeah. if we have to go into the world, there's a reason we, we sometimes a fireman puts on a, a coat and pants and hat and oxygen because he's going into a place that's dangerous. Yeah. He protects himself. And I think of those critical moves, or I think of that shutdown kind of cognitive moves that withdrawers sometimes do. Um, I, those are those are protective moves. Those that's the gear that we put on to go face the world. Yeah. And in this relationship, we've got to find ways. And whoever can do it, we've got to find ways to kind of take off the gear. It's like um, it's almost like we're landing in a foreign planet when we end up in a relationship. <laughs> and and then one of us has to open our mask first and kind of be vulnerable and let the other yeah. end say, "Hey, look, look, that we're we're okay. You can breathe the air. This is safe here. Uh, this is a safe place." And now it may not be in your relationship right now. But, but we can show each other, we can give each other an experience of, of, Hey, we can breathe in this. We can be, we can show ourselves to one another in these places. So whoever can make that first vulnerable move to say, Oh, I see you're hurt or, Oh, oh my gosh, this speaks to me in this way. I mean, either whoever can make that move is the, is the one who needs to make that move. I want to talk for a second too, about the fact that it, it seems like pursuers are always the bad guys in the relationship because the pursuer energy is more visible. Yeah. But the reality is that there are things like, like if we leave the dish, the pursuer is the one that's going, I can't believe you left the dish. So that's a, 
uh, yeah, they show pursuer it. Yeah. initiated conflict yep. or something like that. Even though the, the withdrawer is the one that left the dish, the pursuer is the one that brings it forward. But there are withdrawer initiated, I want to say rifts or sideways things, because let's say a withdrawer is disengaged and is really going through something hard and chooses because they already believe, oh, my partner's distracted or isn't going to care or isn't going to be able to respond. And so maybe, maybe they have a hard thing going on at work and they come home and they don't share it and they don't bring it up. And, and there's this distance between the couple. Yeah. Similar things going on internally to the withdrawer that are going, like if I see a dish and go, really, I can't, you know, you don't, you're not even on my team. A withdrawer can walk in the door and, and the pursuer can just start talking about nothing. That's a fight. And the withdrawer can go, this pursuer is just going to talk about themselves and doesn't care about me and it's not safe or can believe things where they don't bring stuff forward as well. And so really we're talking about um, being able to, like Chad is saying, you know, if you're on a foreign planet and you open your oxygen mask or you open your, you know, the thing, that is a vulnerable step for a withdrawer to say, hey, I know you have a lot to talk about or I know you have energy, but I need to bring something forward to you that is hurting my heart and I want you to be able to respond to it. Yeah. Something like that. Or, or even to be able to say, I believe about you that you're not really going to take the time to respond to my pain. That doesn't feel like a withdrawer move because that's kind of critical. But, but, but there might be a belief there that what a withdrawer has that is holding them back from bringing that pain forward. And that's really what we're talking about in these repairs. We're repairing wounds that, that aren't even necessarily caused by the relationship, but also wounds that are reinforced by the relationship, yeah. wounds that are caused in the relationship, all the things. If there is pain that you have, now there's interaction around that pain, what you do with it, your ability to bring it forward to your partner, how your partner responds to it. And that's really what we want to unpack. So if we come back to whose responsibility is it to do a repair, let's kind of really specifically bring it down to a little riff that we see. Okay. If it's a little riff, then whose responsibility is it to catch the cycle? Whoever can. Yeah. If you're the withdrawer and you can recognize, oh, something's going on for my partner, my, my pursuer partner, you can sometimes say, yeah. I see something's happening for you. Or uh, I'm sorry, I recognize that I withdraw, withdrew. I'm here for you. Or the pursuer side of that, that is, I recognize I was just critical or I, I recognize that I just implied to you that you're getting it wrong and this is really what's happening for me. And then you can do a like we kind of talked about in the last episode, a quick, I'm sorry for the part I played in it. That's really a, a quick repair. Yeah. But but Chad kind of pointed out when we were putting this together that, that it would be ideal for the offending partner to recognize this is the thing I did and then come forward with that. Yeah. But sometimes the offending partner doesn't even know that they have offended. Yeah. And so it would be equally important if the the offended partner can bring their pain forward. Yeah. I know. I, I, bit, I, I no, I'm wincing because I'm like, this stuff is, it's why, it's why this topic, right? It's, it's why, hard. Like, whose responsibility is it? Yeah. It gets so convoluted. Yeah. Because it comes down to like, well, it's someone's responsibility to make the move. Right. Because you did the thing. Well, if you didn't know you did the thing, you don't, you can't really say that. And then we could have a fight about the fight. Like it can really get nasty. So it would be nice if if I recognized, oh my goodness, I did that thing. And I I bet that offended you. And you made a point that I think is so important for us to bring into this, which is that so often we don't recognize how much pain we've caused our partner. Yeah. Yeah so many times and kudos to all the relationships out there that you do give your partner the benefit of the doubt. And you're like, man, I'm not going to bring that up because I know they care about me and I can handle this. Yeah. We do that a lot of the times, 
But wouldn't it both be... pursuers and withdrawers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but wouldn't it be great if we could bring forward some of the times when it was painful, knowing that there would be a good interaction? Yeah. The more we do repairs, the more our bodies will trust entering into the land of repairing. Can I do what we call slice it thinner with that? Yeah, like, please. Like saying saying something like, "Hey, this is scary for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you about something that I'm pretty sure." you might not, not understand, right? Like I'm, I'm going to have, I'm going to try to do this thing that Chad and Angela were talking about, or I'm going to try to do this thing if I'm, if it's just me, right. I'm going to try to tell you about something that was hard for me today. And I just need to be understood. Yeah. Like, I just want to see if you can get this. And so this is hard for me to even talk about it. Um, but this is me trying to be, that is vulnerability, by the way. It sure is. Just even saying I'm scared or this is hard or this is, this is difficult. That is the beginning of a good repair. Yeah. Right. And so, if, 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 if I'm a withdrawer, which I am most of the time, especially in this relationship, like if I'm a withdrawer, then I have to be able to go, how will I let her know that something hurts? If I don't let her know that something hurts, we have, we can end up with decades of pain. Yeah. And, and that, that is really, really hard to fix. If you get 20 years down the road, right. Then, then we're repairing for stuff that we can't even remember. I want to say right? too, that pursuers so often say, well, I just want my withdrawer to talk more. I just want them to tell me what's going on for them. I just want to know what they're thinking. And I want to say, be careful what you ask for, because I, I, <laughs> it's, it's going, we do want to engage withdrawers and yeah. we really, there's a deep longing that we have to know, but also as they bring their pain forward, it's like holding a mirror up to the fact that we're hard to talk to sometimes, or we're maybe not good listeners. I was just thinking of like, we go, to fixing yeah. or we go to criticizing or, you know, it's like, if I come to you and I, I, I'm a bad example, which I know we're almost out of time to but like a bad example is like, I come to you and say, Oh, I'm hurting because you know, maybe this thing isn't going well in this play at work or something. Like I, I'm, it seems like this isn't. And then like you go, well, I'll take up that banner of offense and I'll go <laughs> deal with that thing and I'm going to fight for you in this way and I'm going to do that. Or I'll respond and say, let me tell you how you should do that. Well, you, you should, should go back and do and this. You should work you out should t- and you should be more articulate. Yes. And maybe if you would write it down and if you would show up on time, <laughs> well, oh my gosh, now you're and just now, telling me that I am the problem. I'm oh. the, or or if, 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 you know, you say, oh, my boss, he doesn't seem to want to yeah. talk to me. Well, I'm like, well, if you'd talk less, if you would make your points more clear, yeah. like that's not help. Or if you're offended by somebody at work and I say, oh, I'm going to go kick their ass or something. Like sometimes people say stuff like that. I know that ass might be a bad word. I apologize. But I'm like, I'm going to go do something about it. Like that's not, that won't help because guess that tells you not to bring hard stuff to me. Yeah. Or it tells me if I'm bringing something hard, like don't take it to her. She won't, she's just going to criticize you and that doesn't feel good. So there's this idea that, you know, vulnerability is the danger in bringing vulnerability is what the response is going to be. And so we're not only telling you, hey, it's important to be vulnerable, but we're also trying to kind of coach the partner along in what a response looks like to be able to go, oh, wait a minute. My partner just said I'm bringing something painful forward. Hey, pay attention to this. This is important. Uh, You know, Chad and I are are transparent about kind of the the work that we've done. And we, for a little while, I recognize as a pursuer that I still was kind of giving uh, the vibe to Chad that I was emotionally unsafe for him to bring his pain forward. And I do lean towards, let me solve that problem for you, or let me tell you how to do that. And so we went in and did some work. We had an EFT therapist that did some work with us. And she gave us this analogy that I love to, to use. Uh, I'll just, you know, kind of credit her. She can, she can own it if she wants to, but the idea that if somebody is kind of handing you a little cooler 
in that cooler, there could, could be a six pack of, of a cold beverage, or it could be an organ that's being like donated to a body and running through a hospital. And you don't know unless your partner says, Hey, I'm about to hand you a cooler and it's got a heart in it. And that's way more urgent than I'm about to hand you a cooler and it's got a nice cold drink in it. And so sometimes when you want to, to lead into the heavier stuff to be able to say to your partner, Hey, I have something heavy I want to share with you. That's the alert for the for the responding partner to say, okay, yeah. I appreciate that vulnerable move and I want to take that in. And so that's, I think, what we really want to talk about in the connect point here is that, that word responsibility. When we say whose responsibility is it to do the repair, whoever can it is. But yep. really for you to start acknowledging your part in the relationship and what you want to be contributing to. To be able to, similar to the connect point in our first episode, which was just the commitment that says, hey, I want to be a safe partner for you. I want to be somebody who can respond when you bring your pain forward. And I know this might be hard and and you're going to have to help me when I'm missing it and vice versa. But can we commit to each other? That's the conversation we want you to have. Can we commit to each other that we're going to try to not only bring some of this deeper stuff forward, but then also be a better responder? Yeah. That's great. So you guys take some time to do that. Sit down and say, "Hey, we're going to commit to that." And, and maybe even even just saying, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna let each other in at some level, or at least say this is hard or scary or something." Like it's hard for me to do that would be a good move, even yeah. if you can't take the bigger steps. So, man, you guys, thanks for checking us out. Thanks for listening, um, and, and we'll get back to you guys uh, on the next episode with what it's like for pursuers and kind of their world around some of these repairs. Thank you. <laughs>